Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Horton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Friends, it's here. The holiday season. (laughs) Just like that. Halloween was literally yesterday, Steph. I still have candy in my house to prove it. Oh, girl, I have so much candy in my house to prove it from Halloween. (laughs) It is crazy. But the holiday season, I feel like, is a good, can you call it a good mixture of both joy and stress? Yeah, it's just the inevitable. It's It's a mixture of joy and stress. Yeah, it's just a mix. It's always it's always a mix. Um, I know a lot of us moms feel a lot of pressure to make sure the holiday season is perfect for our families. And that's where the stress comes in. (laughs) Yes. So I want to know, Michelle, um, if you had to name a couple things that cause stress around the holidays for you, what is it? I think I think expectations, setting setting myself up to fail, probably having my expectations too high or not verbalizing expectations to the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. It's always a recipe for stress. Yeah. And also trying to do too much, um, trying to host too many things or go to too many things or just filling up the calendar and not having enough downtime to just enjoy the Christmas tree and the lights and a cup of hot cocoa. Yeah. And a good Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that's probably the main stressors for me too. But, um, you know, for me and admittedly, this will come as a shocker to you, Michelle. <laughs> uh, I am type A yeah. and I like to plan well in advance. And so <laughs> I do find that if I wait on holiday shopping, especially, like I feel like there's always those few people um, on my list that I, for whatever reason, haven't had like an epiphany of what's going to be the best gift for them. If I wait too long, that causes me total anxiety. Oh, for sure. Where like a lot of people, I think, probably wait quite a while, but I'm like, no, can't do that. Causes too much stress. Yeah. So are you done basically with your shopping at this point? No, I'm not that much of a type (laughs) A-er. Like, um, I will say that I do a lot of shopping um, on, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, um, but, and I pretty much do all online shopping. Yeah. And um, our guest today, uh, Danielle and I talk a little bit about um, kind of that as an option. <laughs> it's a great option. <laughs> it is a great option. Like who needs to go to the mall when you can Amazon Prime, anything? You know, before I had kids, I enjoyed Black Friday and just kind of not necessarily the deals, but just kind of being in the middle of the hubbub and the fun. Yeah. Uh, but now that I have kids, it's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I don't want to drag my yeah. kids to it. I don't want to leave my husband home with the kids because then I feel the pressure to get done quickly yeah. and that's no fun. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't participate in the store shopping anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Michelle, tell me, do you uh, open your home to any holiday festivities for family or friends? Oh yes. So uh, Jason, my husband and I, we decided as soon as we had kids, we wanted their memories to be in our home in mm-hmm. their own home. For Christmas. And, and we have the, the uh, good luck of 
our children being the only grandchildren in the family. Yeah, that's like serious good luck. And that's, so it's, you know. <laughs> I have a pretty cool situation happening. I know yeah. it's not the case for everybody. So we, right. we have the flexibility to dictate that. So basically we just tell the grandparents, look, we're staying home. The kids, we're let the kids come downstairs at 7 a.m. to start opening presents. We can hold them back until then. If you want to be here to see them come down the stairs and see what Santa brought and all that, great. If not, come whenever you want to. And to date, they've been here every year by 7 a.m. <laughs> to witness that. Um, but that's just kind of what we do. But yeah, we host Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. I just hosted Thanksgiving. I love hosting. And I know you do too, right? I love hosting. And partially I was asking the question because you know, I, um, we're, we're not host, we did not host Thanksgiving this year. Um, but nor will we host any like major Christmas meal. Uh, but I have a number of traditions that we do throughout the month of December. Uh, we host a friend's gingerbread, uh, house making party where we've got lots of kids running around and adults. Uh, that is a huge undertaking for me. I also do a friend's like wreath making party. And um, I just love to pack people into my home (laughs) during this holiday season. And here's the deal. I feel like I need to give a caveat. Like that gives me so much energy and so much joy is being able to do these kind of events and plan them, they do not stress me out. Mm-hmm. And like, I guarantee there are plenty of people that are listening right now that are like, oh my gosh, I got to do a gingerbread party or I got to do a wreath making party. Like, no, right. you don't. Right. <laughs> like, do not let somebody else's what brings them joy make you feel like you have to do that said thing as so, well. Yeah. I love that stuff. You've got to walk in your own. So yeah. And uh, I, and I, I have to do a mix for myself because I find that doing too much does bring me stress. I can have my family and my close friends in my home, and that brings me a lot of joy. Then in the past, I've tried to host an open house or invite a lot of people like my husband's office or just a bigger group over. And those things just add a lot of stress and honestly, a lot of expense at a time of year that I just don't, I'd rather be spending money on my family and my kids. Mm -hmm. So I've toned it down a little bit. So we have our close friends over and we'll do a gingerbread decorating and a little party with them and then my family. And while the entertainer extrovert part of me would love to do something bigger, I know that this just isn't the right season for my family. So I don't do big Christmas parties with lots and lots of people. Um, I keep it a little smaller and just do two or three little things. Uh, And that's been a good balance for me and my introvert husband. (laughs) Yes. And I, my husband is also introverted and I probably should have said that it's, please no, I'm not hosting like every night or anything. Uh, we, Alan and I have a, not a pact, but kind of, uh, like I know how much our family can do, uh, and still be healthy, mm-hmm. uh, and in a good spot. And I think that just takes like a level of self-awareness that as moms, we just have to be able to step back and be like, okay, that like as a whole added value to my family and that or that didn't and we can't do that again because of xyz so anyway but um it the holidays really can end up being a lot a lot for everyone they always end up being quite a bit (laughs) but which is why a recent post that went live on uh, city moms blog network sister site 
really caught our eye and our uh, hearts, uh, specifically this time of year. It did. Yeah. A sweet Colorado Springs mom, Danielle Obenchain, wrote this post. Four tips on how to not lose your mind this holiday season. Danielle is a writer for Colorado Springs Moms Blog. She's also a homeschooling mom, as you'll hear a little bit about of uh, her three sweet little ones. And so uh, that, on top of sharing all of her tips with us about (laughs) reducing holiday stress, is why I was like, we've got to talk to Danielle. Uh, So let's get to my conversation with Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hi there, Steph. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, it is the the time of the year when moms are equal parts ecstatic about the holidays and equal parts like, oh, my goodness, this is the craziest time of year. (laughs) Yes. Is that true of your home? Absolutely. Absolutely. I start to feel that rising excitement slash anxiety as we approach December every year. Isn't it so funny that like we can yearn for like this wonderful season so many months of the year and then when it gets here we're like ah what am I gonna do yes yep yeah really relate yeah well now uh tell us a little bit about your family you've got three kiddos right yep I've got three kids my oldest is about to turn seven pretty soon um and then I have a four-year-old daughter and an 18 month old little boy and you homeschool yes so they're always with you all (laughs) the time always yep we're together a whole lot um, which, you know, is is a wonderful gift. It has its challenges, as you can imagine. But it's, um, yeah, it's just a really neat, rewarding thing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I love that. I'm always, I, I'm a huge proponent of like, find what works for your family mm-hmm. and walk in that. Absolutely. Uh, and do not be tempted to cast judgment <laughs> on whatever, it, you know, like, I just feel like we all know what's best for each of our kiddos yeah. and our families. And so um, I admittedly am always like, I don't know how homeschool moms do it. <laughs> like, because you must love your kids more than me. No. <laughs> you know what? It's like anything you feel compelled to do. If you feel compelled enough, you do it. And that's true. Um, you do your best at it. But yeah, yeah. It, it definitely has its challenges for sure. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, we are thrilled to have you because uh, Danielle actually just wrote a post on our sister site, Colorado Springs Moms blog about tips in keeping sane this Mm -hmm. holiday season. So we're Mm going to go to her reading the post and then we'll circle back and talk a little bit about it. It was the day after Christmas and her home looked like Chuck E. Cheese. There were games and toys with flashing lights, crumbled popcorn on the carpet, and shreds of wrapping paper strewn about the living room. Her dreams for this holiday season included lazy afternoons, snuggled up with Coco watching It's a Wonderful Life, and having the kids help make a pot of soup for an elderly neighbor. She imagined all the memories she would create with her children during their time off school, reading the Polar Express, driving around looking at lights, and enjoying time as a family around a crackling fire. Yet somehow, now that it's over, she can't help but wonder where the time had gone. She was surprised by her own melancholic feelings. Even a little bitterness had crept in. The whirlwind had come and gone, and she was too busy to enjoy or remember most of it. She had scoured the internet for that perfect Star Wars toy, rifled through the basement storage bins in search of the family cookie recipe, outfitted her little ones in matching flannel pajamas, yet somehow she felt empty. Somewhere along the way, 
she convinced herself that she was solely responsible for the magic in her children's Christmas. Of course, she would have never said this consciously, but the pressure was there, subtly nudging her while she shopped at Target, telling her to buy just one more pair of snuggly fleece socks for the kids' stockings. It hounded her while she tied up decorations, pointing out the imperfections in her well-loved Christmas garland that always adorned the stair banister. And though she'd never consciously say that Christmas wouldn't be special without scratch-made hot chocolate simmering in a crockpot with a side of homemade whipped cream, a little voice inside of her quietly told her so. She'd expelled much of her energy to make cheddar scones from scratch, which served as a lovely side to the honey-baked ham she served for Christmas dinner. Friends and family had come and gone, given warm compliments toward her culinary exertions, and extended appreciative side hugs. But when they all left, she felt like something was missing. She was as tired as she had been prior to her company's arrival, only this time she had a kitchen to clean up and empty bowls of cranberry sauce to soak in hot, soapy water. As moms, we not only want our children to remember the joy of Christmas, the togetherness with friends and family, the meaningful service opportunities and well-chosen gifts, but we want to surround them with glittering decorations, Pinterest-worthy food creations, and impeccably chosen Christmas movies and music. Providing these things is a tremendous joy and privilege, and one we get to enjoy as a part of motherhood. However, if we're not careful, this gift can snowball into a monumental pressure that will rob the joy of the season right out of us. In addition, our culture emphasizes the importance of stuff, stuff, and more stuff in this process. So we've created to-do lists and to-buy lists of astronomical proportions. The effect this is having on us is very troubling. We're feeling depleted, overwhelmed, unorganized, and stressed. But it doesn't have to be this way. Fast forward to January 5th, and a friend asks how the holiday season went. What adjectives do you want to be able to truthfully respond with? Special? Rejuvenating? Meaningful? Slow-paced and beautiful? Write down these words because it's entirely possible. Tips for low-stress holidays. Number one, prioritize. Don't fill the month with mindless activities, however festive they might be. Say no to the crazy calendars on Pinterest that give you 50 holiday activities to do with your kids. Sure, decorate the cookies, sing the carols, watch the Grinch, deliver poinsettias to the elderly neighbor, but be selective about what you do and then do those things with your whole heart. Be completely present with your family when you do them. Choose a manageable number of service opportunities and social activities that your family values and pour your heart into them. Number two, declutter. Clutter just makes life more stressful. Sometime in October or November, make a big, merciless purge of household items. Say goodbye to excess clothing, toys, and books. Donate or sell as much as you can. You may even want to consider adopting the something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read rule of thumb for gift giving within your family. Number three, it's okay to say no. Upon receiving an invite to something, ask yourself, what value will this add? Will it bring joy to someone? Does it align with the adjectives you selected ahead of time? Did you already commit to three other events just like it? If you decide to decline based on these questions, do it kindly, promptly, and without guilt. Number four, use shortcuts. What are those holiday season tasks that seem to energize others but totally suck the life out of you? Be honest about what those things are. For me, it's holiday shopping. 
The thought of going shopping on Black Friday gives me a mini panic attack, so I mostly shop online this time of year. Is it cooking Christmas dinner? Think of what shortcuts you can take, ask others to bring things, and think realistically about what you can accomplish. Only make those orange walnut sweet rolls if the idea makes you giddy with excitement and the kitchen is your happy place. Your family loves the woman that you are with your own unique personality and giftings, so don't try to be something you're not. I guarantee your family would rather rub elbows with a happy, peaceful you at a table full of takeout containers than a frazzled, stressed-out you at a five-course, good housekeeping-worthy meal. So here's to a peace-filled, meaningful, joy-overflowing kind of Christmas. All right, Danielle, you're a holiday sanity genius. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love that... Like, surely you've had holiday seasons that have not gone as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you've been able to look back and be like, okay, what can I do differently? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Actually, it was just last year. um, My third child was just a few months old at that point. And I just remember being so incredibly overwhelmed with trying to keep up with the traditions we'd done in the years prior, but now adjusting with three kids. And I just... Man, I was just so overwhelmed. I had so many expectations on myself, so many things that I was just like, I should do this. I should do that. We should be doing this. Um, We had an Advent activity that we used to do. And just the idea of even coming up with the things to do was so overwhelming. Um, And I just had this thought, like, I just want this to be over. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was a huge red flag. Um, I just felt really drained and and really depleted when it was over. I just was like, I just need like a few days to catch my breath. So that was actually the heart of why I wrote this post, because I figured, hey, if I went through this last year, surely there are other moms that um, have something similar going on or struggle in the same way. Um, Yeah, new baby or not, but yeah. Sometimes those circumstances, there's just a lot of things going on already in our lives. And then we just add all of these things over the holidays. Yeah. And for me, it was just too much last year. Yeah. Hence the post. <laughs> Hence the post, which is awesome. So, yeah. I mean, your first tip is to prioritize, which I mm-hmm. love. And so, especially because we're at the forefront of going into the mm-hmm. holiday season, I want to know for you, like, what would you say are your top priorities mm-hmm. like going into the season? Well, I try to think in terms of, because there's, there's sort of several different categories of things I want to accomplish. There right. are some service things that I want to make sure we hit on um, through the month of December. There are things within our household, just within our family that I want to make sure we do. Um, and then there are things that are just kind of social, that are just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, in my mind, it's kind of organized that way. And mm. so I try to limit it to maybe two or three things within each of those categories. Sure. It's not normally that organized, but um, if I had to think about what I, how I plan it, that's usually what it is. Yeah. Um, and it helps. It yeah. helps. So tell me what maybe two to three um, mm-hmm. activities would fall under each of those things, mm-hmm. like for you personally. Okay. So for example, the service category, yeah. um, I try to think in terms of, okay, I want to do something We want to do something for our community. Um, We want to do something kind of more global. And we want to do something that's just relational, something with somebody that's real close by. Mm. Um, And so for for community, it might be helping something with our church, like some kind of service thing that our church is doing, whether they're handing out gifts. Um, 
at a lower price for families in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might help out and give extra hands there or something, something to that effect. Yeah. And then for global, we would do, we always do the Operation Christmas Child boxes. Right. Um, and, and so that's a really neat thing to look into if you haven't heard of it. Yeah. And then relational, just being, being open. There's, there's always, if your eyes are open, there's always an elderly neighbor that needs um, her leaves raked or her snow shoveled or just a poinsettia or something that you, you want to do just to kind of deliver a little bit of cheer and just mm-hmm. to say we were thinking of you. Hmm. I, I love the idea of setting our minds and priorities on the service element, like in mm-hmm. December, because I do find that even myself, like I get so, my schedule gets so full of the mm-hmm. other things oftentimes that I have no margin to even see the mm-hmm. needs of others necessarily. Uh, and then we wonder like why we're raising like egotistical children (laughs) right (laughs) like that we are not helping to train them Mm -hmm. to have margin in their life so they do see needs around them including Mm -hmm. elderly neighbors or certainly on a global level like people that don't have nearly as much as we have yeah and I've just found great um success in reserving you know it's just like budgeting and you know if you if you don't have a purpose for the money where it's going you're at the end of the month, like, where did that go? And it's the same thing with time, um, budgeting that and just being really kind of protective of, oh, no, this little bucket here in my mind is reserved for X, Y, and Z. Sure. Um, it, it just helps so much having more of a feeling of, oh, okay, like this kind of did more go how we wanted it to go versus where did the time go? We went to 50 holiday parties and I'm just exhausted and we didn't do any of the things that we really wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. So you, the first category was service. Mm-hmm. What was your second category of prioritization? So household, yeah. um, this is, I know, kind of a funny name for a category, but these are just the things that are important to you and to your family. Maybe it's tied to your faith and your beliefs. Um, maybe it's just something you do as a family um, where you focus in on what's important to you in this time of year, Mm -hmm. what the purpose of it all is, Mm -hmm. um, giving notes to each other of just encouragement or Mm -hmm. letting each other know that you appreciate them. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever those traditions are sitting down and reading, maybe a special story together, um, that you bring out every, you know, this time of year, every year, those types of things, the things that happen under your roof, nobody else will know about them. They're just things that those, those sweet, quiet, little memories that hopefully your kids will grow to just remember and cherish. Yeah. Well, I love that. Certainly as a mom, you know, mm-hmm. like we're the yeah. um, keepers of those kind of mm-hmm. memories. Um, and so certainly, so service, household, and then social, mm-hmm. I think was the last one, right? Yes. Social. And that really just is just super fun. What things are going on, you know, that are your friends having a cookie decorating time and you just you you and the kids are going to go over and join in that fun or you're going to I don't know make hot cocoa together whatever um just fun things christmas parties elephant white elephant gift exchanges right those types of things um i find those things in particular i just i love those things but i also really have to hold the reins mm. um on how many of those things we do because they will kind of consume the entire month if we let them oh totally okay so i have a question a pop quiz for you it's uh-huh. a, don't worry it's about yourself so it's not <laughs> like that pop quizzy okay um on a level of zero to ten ten being like you have the most 
crazy FOMO, fear of missing out, um, <laughs> zero being like FOMO is not a problem of yours. Mm-hmm. What would you rate yourself? Oh, I'm I'm up there. I would say I'm around an eight. I, okay. And I'm definitely I think I'm around a seven on the Enneagram scale. I okay. love and that is, I think, why I have to be really careful with that, because it's super hard for me to pass up something that sounds so fun. Like, what could be wrong about this? A bunch of friends. We're going to do something so like Christmassy. We're going to. Um, and yeah, it's super hard for me. Yeah, for sure. Well, you made that quick, that very like you know, flighting comment about it. (laughs) This is where it gets hard for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I bet she has some FOMO. Yes. Um, I (laughs) I love that term. I do too. And admittedly, I do have FOMO, but Mm -hmm. my good friends that know me know that I have no sense of FOMO past like 9 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to schedule something at 930, that would be great because I could easily (laughs) say no to that. Like I, I am like... I turn into a pumpkin at nine and I will not be going to your party, your, your holiday party at nine. Uh, but unfortunately, most holiday like social type of opportunities for I and I find a lot of people do have a lot of FOMO. And so they pack their schedules to the mm-hmm. brim to the point that to your point, like last year, you got to the end of it and you're like, wow, that yeah. wasn't even all that much fun. Yeah. It's like such a. Yeah. You know, what was the sacrifice? It's kind of an illusion that the more of these things you do, the more fun and enjoyable and memorable this time will be. Right. Um, And there's definitely a balance because it could go the other way very quickly. Yeah, for sure. And I I find that the, I mean, I I think that there is a level, an individual level of activity that each Mm -hmm. mom can manage well without Mm -hmm. like tipping, hitting rock bottom. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But and it's unfortunately, you don't know what point it is until you've gotten there. <laughs> um, and I think it's just some introspection on really figuring that out. I'm still figuring that out. This is all very much my own challenge that yeah. I'm sharing, not something I've mastered in any in any sense of the word. Yeah, um, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think the hard part is, you know, we may be a certain level of um, extrovert, say, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, give me all the social activities. (laughs) This will fill up my cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, But likely not all of your children are extroverts Mm -hmm. either. That's a good point. And so I think like a high level of self-awareness of what you can manage so that the Mm -hmm. holiday is positive um, for the home in general, um, but then also having a keen awareness of like what your kids can handle too uh, is really important. That's a really good point. And my husband too, he would say, you know, I'm I'm definitely more the what was the term FOMO? FOMO, yeah. <laughs> um, and and he loves interacting with friends as well too. But he he has a smaller threshold, and he does get to a point. Um, and if I'm just like, let's go, let's go do this, let's go do that, I can I know it wears him after a while. And um, so not just asking myself what what what's my own capacity, but your children and your and spouse. Your spouse. It, yeah. Oh, for sure. It wasn't so much the holiday season, but um, early on in our marriage, I know we had to, my husband and I had to sit down and I had to say, okay, how many nights a week are you okay having something on this schedule? (laughs) You know, Um, whether it's having people over for dinner or going somewhere. And I was like, we're going to say 
the number of nights at the same time. So we can't <laughs> influence each other. <laughs> right. And it was like a good activity for the two of us to do because at that point, um, he was quite low in his number and I was quite high. Um, and I would actually say over the years, we've now become kind of the same number mm -hmm. uh, and we found a rhythm That's that great. works for us, you know, but um, it's not the same rhythm as anyone else. So, right. uh, which is hard not to compare, right. at least in my case. Yes. Comparison. Oh, oh yes. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So your second tip is to declutter. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I've got to hear, like, how did you do about that in October and November now that we're at the end of November? Okay, so this is so tough for me, and I am not a naturally super organized person. This is a, just a stretch. It's not. It's just not natural for me. So okay. um, I have a dear friend who loves organizing, and she's kind of been my um, little coach through the years on how to purge and how to organize my things. Uh, we don't have a lot of stuff, but I feel like just somehow with three kids, we just keep accumulating, um, especially toys, books, clothes. Those things just kind of pile up. Yeah. Um, and it really does. It gets to a point where you do feel kind of like you're just managing stuff. And right. who wants to do that with their time? So, so for me, the idea of taking three hours and just making piles of all these different things and it just it was daunting to me and it just didn't happen. So I, I like to just think in terms of I've got 15 minutes here. I've got 20 minutes there. I'm just going to fill up this little bin. I'm going to keep this bin out on my in my hallway and I'm just going to be intentional for about 15 minutes and just toss anything in here that I'm like, yeah, we never use this or um, this is we're not this is too small for my daughter or whatever the case might be. And I'll just throw it in that bin. And it's amazing. Just the idea, the sense of accomplishment of just filling one bin um, and then I stick that bin right in the trunk of the van and it's there for when we're near a place to donate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like to keep it in the house because if I look at it long enough, then I'll just be like, well, actually we could use that. Um, so I've just sure. been slowly doing that since probably September, just going through um, our linen closet and our books and our toys and clothes. And it just helps. It, it like truly just lifts a weight off your shoulders. It really does. Yeah. Well, you know, I would find I find in December on a practical level that now this may this likely doesn't work for kiddos that can't process this idea. So mm -hmm. I will give that disclaimer. Mm -hmm. um, but for my kids, you know, they are have been making their Christmas list for the past month already. <laughs> like everything that they say that they want at Target, I'm yep. like, I'll add it to your Christmas list. I'll <laughs> add it to your Christmas list. Uh, and now, you know, after Thanksgiving is a time where... I can tell my kids, like, you know, I know you have all these things on your Christmas list. And first of all, I just want to set the record straight. You know, you're not getting everything on your right. list. Yeah. Um, but I said, now is a great time for us to go through our current toys mm -hmm. um, and be able to decide really what we enjoy anymore and what we mm -hmm. play with and what we could get rid of to make mm -hmm. space for some other things. Um, yeah. And for older kids, and now mine are nine, seven, and five, they really do understand that to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, younger kids are a little bit trickier, but involving them in decluttering, mm -hmm. I think, and like having a general awareness of we don't need this much stuff, like, and we're going to yep. get more stuff. Uh, so let's declutter together. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's, that's a challenge. I've, I've tried involving the kids with specifically the toys thing, and we're still trying to figure out a method that um, is effective where we can actually say goodbye to some things. Um, yes. And so they have a tough time with that. One thing I've found helpful is sometimes I'll ask them, um, you know, in the playroom downstairs, what, what are your, what things are just like, man, I just, those are, I'm so thankful I have those three things. What are those things down there? And then they'll tell me those things. And I kind of keep that as like, okay, like those three things in my mind are kind of protected. And if I am going to do some purging by myself, I have in mind, like those are, those things are really important to them. Right. I know they look forward to those things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I might take a little more liberty with some things that I haven't seen them play with in a while. (laughs) Right, right. No, I think that's super good advice. If you're at all like me, you are still in need of some gift ideas for at least a few people on your list. Don't worry, we've got your back. Over on citymomsblog.com, you'll find our always popular annual holiday wish list. You'll find great ideas for your kids, like your kid's new best friend, Scout, an adorable pony pal from Kid Tracks. It's a ride-on toy with fun, interactive play. Or Archive, which solves the problem of what to do with all the art our kids create. You send Archive the art, they send you back a stunning keepsake book. Brilliant! For the chef in your life, you'll see Spice Madam, a culinary adventure subscription box filled with spices, recipes, and a Spotify music playlist from a different destination every month. Everyone has a health nut in their life. Maybe it's you, your husband, your bestie. Well, on the CMBN holiday wish list, you'll find Vital Proteins, Collagen Trio, a perfect gift. And don't forget yourself. Of course, we have moms covered with adorable and comfy Mox shoes, jewelry, bags, and even holiday cards from chatbooks. We hope the CMBN holiday wish list helps reduce some stress in your life by giving you some great ideas. Danielle and Steph have even more tips for you on this topic. So let's get back to their conversation. Okay, tip three Mm -hmm. is to say no. And we kind Mm. of have already talked about that with FOMO Mm -hmm. being a major problem um, in a lot of people's lives. So saying no is like so difficult for some people. (laughs) Would you say saying no is really hard for you? It is. And and just to go along with that pressure of um, just as moms, we we really just have so much on ourselves. We want our kids to get so much out of this holiday season. And that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. a gift that we have um, in motherhood. And it's a privilege. And it's something we should enjoy and can enjoy is doing that. Um, but I do think with that comes kind of a a guilt of I can't say no to this because I'm taking something away from my child, even mm-hmm. though it may not come out so consciously in our minds. But um, I think sometimes at the root, we think like, oh, my child, my kids will be missing out if we don't do this. And mm-hmm. so we just we don't say no because we're we're thinking that we're somehow helping them and enriching this time for them um, when really they they just want like a peaceful, happy mom. They don't. I mean, those things are fun to a degree, but so it's, it's good to just be honest. Okay. Why am I, why am I having trouble saying no here? Like, is it, is it something I'm just feeling like, wow, we would just, we're really just feeling compelled to do this and participate in this. Or is it, um, I just feel kind of guilty. Like we should probably do that. And 
I don't know if that makes sense, but. Oh, it totally makes yeah. sense. I'm, I'm sitting here nodding along with you because mm-hmm. you're totally right. I think that like our, as moms, generally speaking, our inability to say no, especially when it comes to things involved involving our kids Mm -hmm. is oftentimes like a good thing. Like you just want experiences for your kids, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, um, you know, whether you've experienced the thing you're saying no to or not, like, you know, that for the most part, it's going to be fun for the kids. Uh, So you want to set them up for like to have a really memorable holiday season. Absolutely. Uh, But to your point, like, what does that sacrifice like Mm -hmm. in you saying yes to everything? Um, Does it sacrifice your sanity? Does it sacrifice? You're always, you know, in saying yes to something, you're always saying no to something else. And so um, I've just find that I think it's so smart to be able to step back and be like, okay, what can my family take on Mm -hmm. even on a practical level, like each week, like just say to yourself, how much can we take on before I'm going to lose my marbles here? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And even just embracing the season you're in. So like, while while one year you might feel like just, oh, I just, yeah, I feel like we should do this, but I'm fried and I'm just feeling guilty for it. Are my kids missing out? And just remembering, oh, wait a minute. The reason I feel like this is because we're going through X, Y, and Z things right now. And right. life is kind of crazier than normal. And um, we're adjusting to some new things or whatever the case might be. And yeah. knowing, hey, next year, God willing, that is going to roll around again. And and things are going to look different. And I might have more flexibility to do that or more right. of a capacity to do those things. And this isn't um, my one shot. And right. <laughs> our kids are, you know, they're storing up all kinds of memories over the course of years. Right. And it's not your one shot to just do everything and just all the things, all the memories, all the traditions. It, yeah. It gets to be too much. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I have to remind myself that answering no doesn't always mean no, not ever, mm-hmm. you know, like it yeah. just might be no, not now, yeah. uh, to your point based on seasonality. And um, mm-hmm. I think that like, that's some good words, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I just can't, I cannot say enough about even what you were just saying, the idea of your kids not knowing different. I mean, mm-hmm. oftentimes I have to step back when I catch myself comparing like, oh, we should do that because they would love that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have to be like, my kids don't know any different. Right. Like, right. they're not in charge of our calendar. So they actually don't really even know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And I have to venture to guess pretty much everyone listening um, is doing their best to create holiday memories that are mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, and so that's where we just have to stop and like really realistically look at things. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So your final tip, which I love some of this, um, is use shortcuts. Mm-hmm. I love me some shortcuts. Yes. <laughs> Make it easy. Shortcuts. Work smart. I need the hard. shortcuts. Yes. <laughs> yes. So tell me some of your shortcuts. Well, I mentioned in the post, seriously, the idea of getting up super early on Black Friday and going out to super crowded stores where it's just like mayhem and everybody just has like a specific thing they're looking for. And I'm looking for a deal and it's just all these people. It seriously makes me panic (laughs) just thinking about it. Whereas I know plenty of people who are like, Hey, this is our tradition. We get up. It's super fun. We're tired, but it's like 
something we do every year and it's the best feeling ever to just come home with tons of Christmas shopping done and you've got all these great deals. And that's a great example of how we're all different and that's okay. There is nothing wrong with that being your thing. And it totally. should, if, if it's something that excites you and energizes you and you're just like, this is great, do that thing. Um, but for me, I know I can't. And that is when I embrace online shopping. Oh my <laughs> um, goodness. Yes. Yeah, I just, I just do. Whereas for me, I love being in the kitchen. That just, I just love being creative. I love um, trying a new recipe. I love baking and um, experimenting and making different, I don't know, soup and things like that. To me, that's enjoyable and fun. And so I'm going to try to make sure that I have that opportunity to serve my family in that way right. during the holiday. It's because that's something that I'm like, hey, this is a little piece of me um, in a bowl, yeah. <laughs> a steaming hot bowl of soup. Yeah. Um, and so if that makes sense, that it just it's knowing kind of where your limits are um, and, and being OK with that, not trying to be not looking at your friend who just you know, seems to just be so comfortable with, um, I don't know, decorating. And that's just not your jam. Like, you're just like, I don't know. I put a tree up. I'm doing fine. Like, that's okay. You are you. And, and that's a good thing because you bring things to the table that um, others around you don't bring. And yeah. so, yeah. When, once again, going back to self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Like being, uh, it's so tempting to compare like yeah. our giftings with another person. Uh, yeah. I will say that I am actually very similar um, to you in that <laughs> I do not like Black Friday shopping. I do mm -hmm. pretty much all of my shopping online. I uh -huh. do a lot of the shopping online Black Friday or Cyber Monday just for like good deals. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but pretty much Same. It's, it's all online. Uh, and I love to cook. It energizes me. Mm -hmm. But I have so many friends that cooking is just a chore, you know. Yes. And uh, so when I, I mean, one of the ways that we bless our neighbors uh, around the holidays is we cook a meal for them sometime in December. Uh, so we like go around with this little menu, like a holiday menu. Um, and we're oh, like, what goodness. would you like to have? So they select from like four or five different entrees. Um, and my kids are like the waitresses uh, and they select the date they want it delivered and what item that they would like. Um, and the minute I suggest that to people that don't like to cook, it gives them a mini panic attack, right? <laughs> They're like, I should do that too. I love my neighbors, but I'm like, no, hold up. Like, don't do that. If right. it's going to cause you anxiety, don't right. do it. Don't. Yep. I only do it because I love to be able to teach my kids to serve and I love mm -hmm. being in the kitchen. So for me, it's energizing. It's like double the fun, you know? I love that idea and I might be stealing it. Right, <laughs> Just to, so you know. I'll actually love have it. to share my holiday menu. You Maybe should. we'll have to li link to it in yes. uh, the show notes. But Please do. Uh, but the whole point is like being able to start the holiday season with like a high self-awareness of what your max capacity is. Mm -hmm. What And to your point, like what season are you in? Uh, what does your general like obligations look like on a weekly basis that are even outside of holiday stuff? I think that's really important. Important. Yeah. Um, and walk in who you are, like do mm -hmm. what you can do and don't be yep. so concerned about what other people are doing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, such a fun season. Uh, but to your point, and we've talked about it a lot, it can be very stressful uh, if we're not just keenly aware. It makes some really strategic decisions, at least my in my opinion. 
Agreed. And, you know, I think it's always helpful when you're making the smaller decisions sometimes to just step back and think of the big picture. Mm. And so if you're doing that in this context, you're you're stepping back and you're saying, OK, when my kids are adults and they're talking to their friends um, and they're talking about what holidays were like growing up, like what are some things you want them to say about mm. what it was like and what things they really remember? And it helps bring so much clarity to just making those decisions if you're like the idea of choosing categories of some social things and service things and household things if that sounds overwhelming just take a step back and think okay what are the big picture like what's our heart for our family and Mm -hmm. what what do we want them to take away from the time they were under our roof um it does it kind of does help simplify things and It helps with that, that not want to miss out on things. You're, you're able to cross things off just a little more easily if you feel like, yeah, this doesn't quite fit with that. And yeah. I just don't think we have the room for that right now. Yeah, right. Well, and in, this is probably speaking a little bit ahead of turn, but what I found to be really helpful is at the conclusion of a season, uh, like you did, uh, being able to look back and say what went well and what didn't go well, mm-hmm. and then to plan differently for the future. Uh, I am always looking, especially in January, looking back over even our full year of calendar items and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, that worked great. That didn't so go so good. Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. And just being really honest about it and um, being able to plan and strategically, um, you know, make the best yes uh, when um, going forward. So Anyway, Absolutely. Well, well, Danielle, you are a wealth of information, and I oh, loved that we were able to stop and just think about this coming season um, strategically and in yeah. a way that hopefully, in theory, protects all of our families. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Those tips are amazing. And I love what she said here at the end, Steph, about thinking about the long term and building memories for your kids for years to come. And that really means some of those details are not (laughs) going to be what they remember. Just the warmth and mommy being happy and relaxed (laughs) is more what's going to stick with them. And that really helped me a lot personally. Oh, for sure. Well, they do say that the mom is the thermostat of a home, right? So the um, more stressed you are, the higher the stress overall is going to be in your home, especially the holiday season. And so I agree. The tip on really thinking long-term was also a total take-home tip for me. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, we want our kids to come back eventually one day, you know, Hopefully, after they leave. right? Fing- fingers and toes crossed. <laughs> please come back. And please, like, you know, want to bring your spouse and grand- my grandchildren to my house one day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think thinking the long-term and prioritizing your decisions for what works for you and your family, uh, because it's not going to look the same. Michelle, what she decides is long-term for her um, and best for her family is going to be different than for our family. Uh, And we spoke a little bit about this at the beginning, but um, I love to have people into my home. That's joy. That's uh, joy filling activity for me. Um, But part of that also is long term. I'm like, I want my kids to know that like our home is open for people, their friends, their family members. um, And we are, um, you know, we don't hold so tightly to everything that we own. And that's in this home that we're not willing to share it with other people. Yeah, And also just to let the holiday season be one that's filled with joy and not overdoing it and rushing from one thing to the next. Because that for little guys, I think that just 
um, can be overwhelming. So, Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. Well, moms, as you prepare your home for the holiday season, please don't stress. We really do hope the suggestions in this podcast um, that you took them to heart and that you truly enjoy the next few weeks. Course. And I do have one more suggestion for you, though. Uh, it is a time to celebrate, which pretty much means that you can't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblognetwork.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our hosts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.